What's up, principals, and welcome to the Principal Crew Podcast. My name is Adam Welcome. I'm a principal, I'm your host, and this is the podcast that is all about leadership and being a principal all of the time because that's what we do. And this is one of my special features, an interview with an assistant principal. It's been something that I've been rolling out. His feedback has been awesome and personally, I remember what it was like to be an assistant principal. I was so excited. It was an awesome job, but it's also kind of like an interesting position. You're in between the teacher, being a teacher and being a principal. So uh, today on the podcast, I'm super excited to welcome my guest, first year assistant principal, Tyson Garden. Tyson, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you doing there, Adam? I'm glad to be here. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm pumped to have you here. So Tyson, for those that don't know who you are, tell us about yourself. Tell us where you work. Just kind of give us the, uh, the lowdown on Tyson. Well, all right. I am Tyson Garden, and I was a middle school health and PE teacher for about 15 years. And I've been trying to get into leadership probably for the past six years or so. Finally landed a position during the pandemic. Uh, you know, kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, on a whole new level, uh, I'm, I'm an, an elementary assistant principal, so that is, you know, a whole nother can of worms. But I'm I'm here in South Carolina in a rural district, um, right out, probably about 45 minutes from Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so I've been, you know, navigating this role. So I've been in education for about 17, 18 years. Yeah, man, I'm like you. I was an elementary assistant principal also. Dude, we had 1,200 kids at my school, K-5. And it was just the principal and just me. And dude, similar to you, I was trying for a long time to get an admin job, trying to get a summer school principal job, just to get the experience. I was on all these like district tech committees. And then I applied for a high school principal assistant principal jobs, which I did not want, but you know, you want to get into in leadership. So based on that experience and where you are now, Tyson, what advice would you give to another teacher that is an aspiring leader on some things to do to get an assistant principal position? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I did similar to you uh, in my position. I'm going to speak to people that are not looked at as academic all the time, your, your related arts classes. I'll speak to them first. Establish yourself as an instructional leader. Mm. Establish yourself that you're, that you're good at instruction, that you can evaluate instruction. So if there is an opportunity to sign up to be a peer evaluator, do that. Um, these are things that are assistant principals and principals are going to do. They're going to evaluate. They're going to coach teachers. So if you have any opportunity to do that, sign up. Sign up to be a mentor. Um, any, any kind of committees that you can find to sign up for that impact instruction, jump in. Um, you know, outside of the awesome instruction that you're going to provide in the classroom. So be able to evaluate it. Uh, be able to impact it. So I would, I would start with that first. Um, same with the classroom teachers though, you're gonna wanna stand out and, and do the extra. It, it's, you can't just be a great teacher that, that doesn't make a great assistant principal, it doesn't necessarily correlate, but 
um, you got to learn about leadership and you got to learn how to establish relationships with people. Um, that's as far as getting your name out there. Um, do things out of your comfort zone. Um, for me personally, it was, hey, that guy's just a coach. So I had to get people to understand that I'm an academic. I understand instruction. So when I got out there, I, I tried things that were outside the box. Um, also got really out of my comfort zone and started speaking and presenting at conferences, being an expert in at least your content area. So, you know, just trying to put your name out there is, is, is a good way to try to land an interview. Man, all of that advice, advice is golden. I love that you said, just make yourself uncomfortable. And I, I think also to paraphrase, basically do any leadership job, even if it's like the worst leadership job at your school. I remember that was me. Uh, okay, I'll be the testing coordinator. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll be the facilitator of the garden club. I mean, you know, like, I mean, you have fun with it, but it is not forever. People that are listening in, and I guarantee you, you're gonna learn something and actually make that opportunity that your principal gives you, make it, make it fun and then make it a leadership opportunity for the next person that comes along, something that they actually, they want to do. So innovate it. If you're the testing coordinator, that doesn't sound like the most fun job, but you know what, make it fun and organize it and make it easier for the teacher because those are all things that you can actually talk about in the interview when you are sitting at that panel. I mean, am I right, Tyson? You are right. Anything that you can do to establish yourself to, because when you apply for a job, there's going to be several hundred candidates for your job and they're going to narrow that pool down to, you know, maybe 10, maybe even less. Um, whatever you can do to stand out, you're going to need it, especially if, if you can get involved in testing you you really stand out testing i would say maybe scheduling but um testing is a big one so i would jump in and get some experience with that even if it's just helping out and watching knowing the process and the interview will help yeah and, and like you said before too relationships are so important you're going to build relationships and when you take on those leadership tasks or jobs that maybe other people don't want people know people are watching and then when you go to interview for an assistant principal or a principal position when you leave and they debrief they're going to say man tyson and adam and those guys do they'll do whatever and as you know now as an assistant principal you need to do whatever all the time because it's just kind of duties as assigned even even as a principal. So I think all really, really good advice. Something else I always recommend to people is read as many leadership books as you can. And my question to you is, what was the leadership book that kind of changed your outlook on leadership? Or if you were, if you were now mentoring uh, an aspiring assistant principal and you said, all right, you know, you, you gotta read this book. This is really gonna kind of help you frame leadership because I think teachers on a whole they think about their classroom and which is fine but when you move to the office you got to think about all the classrooms so is there a book that really kind of put that in in, in scope for you for me um, I'm probably gonna pick a book a little bit off the, the beat 
path maybe for some, but I follow a, a former principal called Baruti. His name is Baruti Kafele. And yeah, his, and his style, I, I won't say it matches my style, but his passion matches kind of how I feel. So he has several books out there. Um, the Assistant Principal 50, the Principal 50, and there's even ones for aspiring um, assistant principals. So that's where I started. And now he has his YouTube channel where he has a, a virtual assistant principal academy going on right now. And it's going on for, I, I think it started in May. He's going to go till next May. Um, and it's free. You can jump on, catch up, but it gives you valuable advice. And it talks about people. It talks about impacting instruction. We're instructional leaders. Um, so it, it, it talks about those things. It talks about the burnout that that you could experience if you don't take care of yourself. So that that book for me was relevant. So it hit it hit homes. So I use that as my leadership guide. Yeah, dude, that guy has like 15 books out. I don't know how. Yes. I actually talked to him on the phone a few months ago. We just were kind of chatting and catching up. And I'm like, bro, what? Do you, how do you find the time to write? It? He's like, honestly, Adam. He goes, Adam. You know how how he kind of yeah. talks. He's like, Adam. Uh, I just sit down, I write it and I'm done in a month. And I'm like, dang, like he just kind of puts a nose to the grindstone and his books are practical and you can read them in, in order or just pick a chapter. It's kind of like if you're struggling with something, uh, that's a really good thing. So, you know, this question could be personal or you can speak more generally. I talk with a lot of principals assistant principals, and I had this experience too, who struggle at times with their principal and their leadership style because maybe they don't align. And I remember when I was a, a young, young Adam, 30 years old as a new assistant principal, I had an amazing principal, veteran principal that I worked with. She was awesome, but there were times when I didn't agree with what she was doing or how, how she wanted me to do something. When you're in that situation as an assistant principal, I mean, Tyson, what advice would you give to other people on how to navigate? Because you're not a teacher, but you're not the principal, but you're an administrator. So it's, you're, you're a little bit in the middle. I mean, do you have any advice for assistant principals on that? I do. Um, I think having a good relationship with your principal is key. Uh, fortunately for me, my principal and I get along very well. And even when we you know, even if I don't understand something or if I don't think that'll work, we talk about it. Mm. That communication's gotta be there. Uh, you, you have to be honest with each other. You gotta trust each other. Um, that's, that's so important and establish that relationship. And the significant thing about our relationship is we're both new in our role. Mm. Um, and we're, you know, leading a school, but we have to be lockstep with your principal with, you know, in front of your staff. Uh, they they got to know that whatever you ask one, you're going to get get from the other. So you got to be, you know, talk about what you want to agree on and then present it to your staff. But you want to do that behind closed doors. But having that open communication with your principal, whether you like them or not, um, is very, very, very important. And that's that's going to come that that going back to interviews. Fit does matter, and that's going to matter 
um, when you're interviewing, when you get the call that says, I don't think it's the right fit, that would, to me, that was the dumbest answer ever. And I didn't understand it until now that you have to have a relationship and you got to be able to work with this person very closely for, you know, most of the day. And you got to make so many important decisions about instruction and about the building. It's important that you communicate. That's what I would say. Communicate, yeah, yeah. communicate, communicate. A hundred percent agree. And what I would add on is if you feel two things, if you feel like, gosh, man, I don't like what they're doing or I don't agree, then you know what? Leave and go somewhere else. Or the second piece of that is I think that you are the problem. So if I can't get over the fact that my principal is doing this or doing that, then you know what? I'm the problem. I need to change. You need to change your approach or your thought process. Do the best you can in that position. Learn to listen and listen and listen and not talk. Just listen, listen, listen. Learn to take direction because it's hard. I mean, as you know, when you're a teacher, you're in, you're the king queen of your classroom, and you can do pretty much whatever you want. Obviously, within reason and all the all the all the all the you know curriculum and and standards. But when you're when you're running an entire building and you're not the principal, it's actually a really good skill. I had to learn that the hard way. It's a really good skill to have is to actually be a follower and follow your principal. And even when you become a principal, being a follower is actually a really important skill. And it can be hard to learn because I would say most people that get into administration want to lead, obviously, but following is important as well too. So I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. I think that the resume is outdated. I think the resume is dead. You know, Tyson went to college, blah, all this, you know, like, okay, cool, right? How do you set yourself apart or what would you recommend to aspiring assistant principals, aspiring leaders when it comes to a resume? Because you do have to stand out. And like, like you said, there's going to be a couple hundred applicants. What, what did you do or what would you recommend to people that are looking at jobs when presenting themselves and in their resume out there for positions? Yeah, the resume is, it is outdated, but it's also important. And I know that that's, that's so silly, but, <laughs> but when I was, I would just bring a resume and then I talked to a principal at my former school and he was like, hey, this is what I did. And it was portfolio-ish. Um, you know, about build, building culture. What did I do to build culture? All the little tools that that um, that an assistant principal want to do. What initiatives did I work on? Um, and just having that those concrete examples throughout, something to leave that interview panel with. Um, once once you make your impression and you talk to them about it, so they don't forget you. Here it has my picture on it. Um, it has what school that I was interviewing for. So it's kind of like you're you're putting a little subtle message. So I would put my picture, my name, with their school logo on it, saying I belong here. Mm. Um, that that kind of sets you apart from from the crowd. Everybody else, 
you know, you, if you can notice, um, if you know, if you happen to see the other candidates, sometimes it's they have their resume, and that's it. So stand out. Leave them something. Leave them your story that you're telling them in this interview. Um, of course, now that everybody's going to hear this podcast, everybody's going to have that that advice. But um, it's it's still going to come down to you know what can I make stand out that puts me over the top of the committee. It might it could be the resume, it could be the fit, it could be your experience, um, anything that you can do to bring to the table to to add to your resume. Think about what you're doing in your classrooms and how that impacts instruction, which is what an instructional leader is gonna do. And how could you help your school implement that I think is important to add to your resume. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I wanna talk about being being a connected educator. you know, full transparency. This is the first time, Tyson, you and I have like spoken. We've been connected on Twitter. You asked me, dude, like, how did you find me? Why, why do you want me on this podcast? And I said, you know, I like to interview people that I know and then people that I don't know. And I go to my PLN on Twitter and I type in principal or instructional coach or assistant principal. And I'm like, oh, Tyson, I, I know you in quotes, we're connected. Uh, and I want to get to know you more. And that's why this podcast exists. But you're, you're active on Twitter. You're, you're joining Twitter chats. What plug could you give to other people that aren't connected or are pseudo connected and kind of stalkers on Twitter with engaging with people? What advice, what's kind of like your elevator speech to people on getting connected and the benefit of that? Well, it's funny. I recently discovered that myself. Uh, A lot of people are scared of Twitter. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I was one of those people, but I started looking and you start searching education and you start finding these, these PLNs. Go to those PLNs, use those hashtags. That's how people find you in the, in the chats. And then, you know, make your voice known. You, if you feel some type of way about whatever the topic is, speak up. You, you'll be surprised how many people feel the same way or just want to connect with you and talk with you and share ideas. For me, find the hashtags, find, find those education chats with the PLNs. You'll start to meet uh, you know, some of the same people and they're they become your friends, even though they live in Canada or they live in Kansas or they live in California. And it's like, hey, Tyson, how you doing? And it's like, hey, Shelly or Jim or Bob or whatever. Um, and you start making friends by following those hashtags and visiting those chats. Make yourself a regular. Jump in. Don't be scared. Uh, people, it's, it's not like regular the world Twitter, where if you say something wrong, somebody's going to jump down your throat. These people are here to support you. That's that's why I would say try to find that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very well said. It's not quote unquote like real Twitter. It, it, you know, and people that don't know don't know. But jump in, uh, get connected, and you're gonna you're gonna learn and grow as an educator in so many amazing ways. Everything that has happened in my life professionally, I can directly go back and find that connection via either Twitter or somebody that I met 
on Twitter. It's kind of like that three degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same, like, Oh, I know Bob who knows Shelly, who knows Tyson. No way. Like, you know, Tyson, right. you know, I mean, it's just, and you start just, to see the connections. It's yeah. so crazy, crazy how many people know each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So man, if you could have one job for one day, what would it be and why? And if you could do one job for one year, what would it be and why? Ooh, one day. One day. I uh, initially, um, when I was younger, I wanted to coach um, track and field because that was my sport. And I would love to personally coach an Olympian at the Olympics for a day. That, that would be awesome to know that, hey, that's my athlete. I help, you know, prepare them and get them ready and, and to train. Um, so that's that's something that I've, you know, always wanted to do um, in my life. I didn't pursue it, but if I had a chance, I would do it. Um, for one year, um, I'm a big sports person, so I would love to run a franchise just for a year, see what it's like, you know, managing people, because it's naturally what I do right now, um, but trying to build a team, trying to build a culture, trying to, you know, build success. I, I would love to do that. It's just something outside of education. Um, I think the hardest would be a football team, and that's, that's probably what I would want to do, try to, try to build it. Yeah, I get it. So, Tyson, part of this podcast is to help amplify uh, the voices of my guests, man. So to close out the podcast, I'm gonna pass the microphone over to you. What would you like to say to all the assistant principals and principals and leaders that listen to this podcast on a weekly basis? I would say, uh, I'm gonna speak to the new assistant principals. Get to know your teachers. Establish those relationships, that, that trust is, is it's gonna matter. Um, communicate. Walk around your building. I have, well, I won't say I, I won't take sole credit, but my principal and I have a non-negotiable. Every morning we walk out and we go greet the teachers and we see what's going on. And I just heard this analogy, but as an assistant principal, you are on the dance floor and the balcony and you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, distribute your time. So a little bit of my day is going out on the dance floor. That's where the teachers are. That's where the students are walking around the classroom. It, it may be a two or three minute visit, but just going by, checking on them, seeing how they're doing, you know, seeing how the dance floor is going. And then you come back to the balcony and oversee how everything's going. What is the overall picture? So that's the, that's the balcony. So try to manage your time on the dance floor and the balcony and establish those relationships. So you spend a lot of your time on the balcony, making sure everything goes smooth. Um, so you don't burn out, if that makes sense. Dude, but that I would is, say- yeah, yeah, that is such a good analogy. I used to always use the bus analogy where sometimes you need to be driving the bus, but a lot of times you're like in the back or the middle, just kind of making sure everybody has what they need as you go on the journey. But uh, my wife would like that dance floor because she likes to dance. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that. Well, hey man, Tyson, dude, it's been so awesome talking to you as a first year assistant principal, talking leadership, talking books. 
And um, and I wish you the best in your leadership journey. And everyone that's listening, thank you for always listening. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, uh, share the podcast with somebody that you think may want to listen and or connect with Tyson. And as always, I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.